Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Marquecho, and you're listening to episode 33. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. My guest today is Paige Hilkin. Paige is a pastor's wife and mom to four kids under the age of five. Bless her heart. They only say that in the South. I feel like I need to say that here. (laughs) They live in the outskirts of San Diego on three acres where they're pursuing their dreams of having their very own homestead in order to get back to a more simple way of living. Paige stays at home full-time with her kids while also running her business, Hilkin Homemades. Her business focuses on educating women on how to take control of the health of their homes. She believes that when we feel good in our bodies, we are not only honoring God, but we are also able to better fulfill the purposes He has designated for each of us. Welcome, Paige. So happy to have you here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Um, How's life on the homestead? What are you guys up to? Yeah, it's going good. We just got two Nigerian dwarf goats, and I think goats are now my favorite animal. They're so fun. Uh, They just have the most joyful little personalities. I understand now why people pay to do goat yoga. (laughs) I had a friend told me about that. They're like, you don't know about goat yoga? I said, I haven't, so I need to Google goat yoga. They're so funny. When you like get down on the ground, they just jump up onto you, and they're just so playful. So yeah, we got goats, and we um, just got another batch of chicks, so we're excited. Excited, more kind of diving into building a chicken coop this week for them. So it's good. We're we're doing great out here. That's fun. Um, a lot of women, whether they've chosen to be stay-at-home moms or a homeschooling family, or they haven't chosen it in this COVID nineteen era that we're living in. I know there are a lot of women right now just putting a lot of pressure on themselves and um, needing a little extra help or motivation or inspiration to help keep their their families um, just feeling loved and healthy and sane and themselves for that matter too. So I'm glad that we have this on the calendar because I think it's perfect. We get to chat with somebody who does this all the time. This is your gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so give us a little rundown page of your family. Um, the ages of your kids and yeah, what everyday life looks like for you guys. Yeah. So, um, I'm married to my husband, Christopher, and he is a pastor. So he is currently working from home doing his sermons from home. But normally he's um, at church pretty frequently. And we kind of are our second home is at church as well. We're in and out, always there and very involved in the ministries that that he's involved in. And I love that. I want my kids to grow up being involved and just witnessing that. I think they have such a unique and cool opportunity to really be so close to watching students students who are just living their lives fully out for God and in full out worship. I think that it's rare to be able to experience that. But um, yeah, so I have four kids. My oldest is Peyton. He is five. And then I have a little girl, Harper. She just turned four a week ago. Um, and then I have Brady, who is two, and Leo, who is eight months. So it's hard to remember all their ages. I'm like, how old are they? <laughs> um, yeah, so I homeschool Peyton primarily. And then the other one kind of jump in when they want to or, or don't jump in when they don't want to. But primarily right now, since Peyton's only five, we do just a lot of play. And my biggest philosophy, I kind of like and follow along the unschooling philosophy of just involving them in life as much as possible and teaching them how to cook and how to do stuff around our house and how to garden and take care of animals. Just kind of those essential skills that a lot of the times you're not going to learn in a classroom, but kids have just so much fun doing. So yeah, that's a little a little snippet about my family. Um, just myself too. I do work from home with my company, so just 
every day trying to kind of balance the work at home life with being a full-time stay at home mom, but I love it. And it's such a blessing to kind of be able to pursue my passion while, while also pursuing my passion of being a mom. Yeah. Was it always, um, your plan, yours and your husband's plan to, to, for you to be at home? Um, not, we didn't ever really have a specific plan before we had kids. I mean, we got married and we got pregnant six months later. And so we didn't have a ton of time to really kind of discuss our set future desires. Um, I think that it was always a desire within both of our hearts a little bit for us to have our kids be at home, um, primarily with one of us, at least just so we could pour into them and just have that intentional time with them. And Christopher from day one was really awesome and said, you know, whatever I have to do, I'll make it so that you can stay at home with our kids. And so I feel really lucky to have had that opportunity, but we kind of just took it day by day as we had him. When I first had Peyton, I was still working at the church with Christopher part-time and then just kind of stepped away as we had more and more just because working in ministry, I couldn't necessarily pay a childcare worker to be with my kids or else we'd be losing money every month. So yeah, (laughs) decided to kind of take my ministry online uh, so I could focus on my kids and just yeah, be fully present here. Yeah. Do you think, I feel like, you know, decades ago, like women stayed at home. That's what they did. And I, I'm wondering if you, um, just being in the world that you're in and having the community that you do, do you feel like there's a negative or positive connotation to women staying at home these days? Yeah. I mean, I think there's so much pressure on any type of woman, whether you stay at home or you work at home or you work outside of your home, it's so challenging to win nowadays. You know, I think that um, definitely with a movement, just with kind of the whole way our school systems even set up, I think that we're taught from such a young age that, okay, this is a schooling that you're going to do and the degree that you're going to get. And in our whole path is setting us up for a career. And so I think that when you choose to maybe not go into that career or work outside of your home, you just feel a natural weight that you have failed the world's expectations of you, even though you haven't failed anyone, you know? And so I think that just, there's always going to be such a natural, um, feeling for all of us that do stay at home that we are doing something wrong. Um, But then again, I think that the working moms that are working full-time outside of their home feel so much guilt that they have to leave their children. And so, yeah, it's just really hard because I feel like you you just can't win with the expectations that our world has put on us. Um, And so I think that that's why it's just best to lean on God and through a lot of prayer, decide what's best for you and your individual family. And then just always go back to that. Always go back to the question of, okay, is this best for me and my family or am I trying to please what the world's standards say I should do. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, Paige, you guys have goats. You are getting chickens. You're making toothpaste. You <laughs> make elderberry gummies. You're doing all these things. You're baking. Um, what Do you guys have like or any sort of routine um, or is it like chunked up throughout the day? What, is, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm a very go with the flow person. One of the characteristics that people always tell me is that I'm just like very calm, even keeled and just will like go with the flow of everything. So I think that definitely helps me because I, I would say I'm pretty adaptable throughout the day. But I do like to have I like to follow somewhat of a block schedule where I know we're going to be doing these typical things in the morning or for the first three hours of the day. And then in the middle of our day, we typically do another set of things 
things, including like making lunch and cleaning up lunch. And then um, in the afternoons, my kids, no matter what, always have quiet time from 1 to 3 p.m. And that is something that I have just really fostered from a very young age is their independent play and their creativity to be able to do that and stay in their rooms so that I can have a little bit of time in the afternoons to pursue um, the things that I am doing outside of working as a mom at home. So um, that's definitely helpful. And then, yeah, we move kind of into our evening block where we're making dinner and doing bedtime and bath time. So I think it's super helpful to be loose with it, but kind of put your general timelines. I've tried to follow, and I know this works for someone, but a rigid schedule doesn't work for me where I write out the hour to the hour because it just never goes the way it's supposed to if I do that with my four kids and I end up getting more stressed out then <laughs> then then when something becomes unhelpful more than helpful you just got to throw it out the window so um I do like to though as far as like routines go have a lot of different routines as far as meal prepping and just systems in place so um cleaning systems and whatnot so I choose a day I have kind of assignments for every day that I'm doing so for example on Fridays that's my grocery shopping day Saturdays I'm prepping a lot of food for the week um and then on Saturdays, I also deep clean my kitchen. And on Tuesdays, I vacuum all the floors in my house, which forces me to kind of reevaluate my kids' rooms because they have to pick up all their toys mm-hmm. and go through that kind of <laughs> stuff. So I'm someone who really does not have a passion for cleaning. Um, so having those routines and those set days really helps me or else I'll just push it off and push it off and my house yeah. will become a chaotic mess. <laughs> I'd like to hear the rest of the days. Give us a rundown on what you do. Yeah. I think this might be good for some of us. Yeah. So, I mean, I've switched it up from time to time, but on Saturdays, like I said, I usually just go through and deep clean my kitchen, which means like wiping down the cabinets and just doing the things that I don't typically do every single night I wipe down my countertops I wash my dishes and I vacuum the kitchen and dining room area just because if I don't with all my kids it it looks like a tornado went through my house and I just can't function like that so um yeah Mondays I I think I said Tuesdays I go through and clean um I vacuum the floors but Mondays I go through and I clean all the bathrooms so I just wipe down the mirrors wipe down the countertops especially living out here uh, dare I say in the country it's not necessarily (laughs) the country but California for San Diego it is for San Diego it is um just there's mud all over our bathrooms our kids are washing our hands and so just giving that a good clean down Tuesdays vacuum all the floors Wednesdays I go through and I mop all the floors um Thursdays I call it like decluttering day so I'll go through any surfaces that have gotten clutter on them I'll typically sort through that stuff really quickly and try to stay on top of that so that it doesn't build up um and then as far as laundry, I, I kind of use Friday and Saturday, like I said, as more like focused um, meal prepping, groceries, stuff like that, just getting ourselves set for the next week. But um, I, I like to, as far as laundry goes, do that daily. So typically I'll wake up every morning, toss a load into the washer, and then at some point throughout the day, I'm switching it, folding it, and putting it away just to stay on top of that mound. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and some weeks it doesn't work out that way. I, tr- again, try to be very flexible with that. Some weeks things get crazy and I have laundry day where I am just doing laundry all day in and out. And, and that sometimes works better with our schedule. But yeah, just having those routines seems to help me stay on top of stuff or having those systems just so I'm not, I, I just feel like the more things you have floating around in your head on your to-do list, the crazier and more chaotic things feel. So if I have, I have a, writ, a planner that I write stuff in and if I have that wrote down it just really helps me stay sane. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love having a different day for different things. Do the kids help with all these things? 
they don't help with everything okay. but as much as I can involve them for their age sometimes uh they end up doing more harm than good when it comes to cleaning but I like to usually I'll just give them a spray bottle of, of water or something yes. to wash off and they can kind of pretend like they're cleaning Vera so. does that all the time she wants yeah. to clean and I'm always yeah she's always cleaning and showing me yeah. what's icky and I must yeah. clean a lot or like it because she finds a lot of pride in it yeah well that's a good thing yeah no I'm I'm happy she does it um so that's like normal everyday life the physical things we all have to deal with you know cleaning and laundry and cooking and all of that stuff like what are some of the things um that are are hard for you like on the day-to-day um with having four kids with running a business um being a homemaker you guys building this homestead for yourself like what are some of the challenges outside of like staying on top of laundry like stuff that's actually like just hard for you and on your heart and things that God is teaching you along the way in this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that I've gone through this whole learning process uh, over the last five years since I, I had kids of God ripping away my idols when it comes to wanting to achieve worldly success. And this quote always sticks in my head that our children are not a distraction from our work, but they are our most important work. And so I try to constantly remind myself of that. And really the only way that I can operate within what that quote is saying is if I'm daily engaging with God's word for and, and relying on him to fill me up, because I know that when I rely on my flesh and my own spirit, I'm just going to fall back into the patterns of what I love to do and what makes me feel really good. And I'm um, an Enneagram three and on the strength finders, uh, the Enneagram three is the achiever and on the strength finders, my top five strengths are achiever, focus, futuristic, um, competition, and then harmony is my fifth one. So that was kind of, even you out. (laughs) Yeah, even out a little bit, but it's hard for me definitely to fight that in my heart every day of feeling like I'm falling behind, especially, you know, when you jump on social media and you see other people doing things that, you know, you're fully capable of, but that you just don't have the time to do or the, or the resources to do or the bandwidth to do uh, with your children. And so I have, you know, had to get on my knees day after day to just surrender that area of my life to God, just because, um, yeah, it's hard. I think that we're working, especially in a world nowadays that's set up against us to feel like we are achieving when we are staying home. So I think that I've just had to really refocus my mind and center on what's really important and um, just realize my husband kind of, it's kind of morbid, but he always talks about like, what, what do you, who do you want around your deathbed at the end? And what do you want them to be able to say about you? And I think that that was just a really big wake up call for me of, I want my children to be the most important thing for me. And so, yeah, just constantly working at how can I make that happen on a day-to-day basis. And also I personally like to envision the day that I'm going to meet Jesus face to face consistently, because um, I think the Holy Spirit convicts me of a lot of different things. And if I know that if I, especially when I'm trying in on this track of achieving towards worldly success, I'll feel that conviction. And I know that if I stand face to face to God at the end of my life and I have ignored that conviction, like, Oh, that's just going to be a rough, rough time, you know? So Uh I try to just listen to those um, leadings from the spirit as much as I can and help just rely on him to rip away those idols from my heart. Yeah. Um, Has that gotten easier over time? It definitely has. I um, I love this book. It's called The Renewing of Your Mind. I forget the author. It's The Renewing of Your Mind Project. I think she has a blog as well, but that has just been so huge and transformational for me. Like I said, I think that 
when we try to rely on ourselves to overcome these different idols, it just becomes so discouraging because we fall back into it time and time and time again, um, which is normal. We're all sinful humans. But I think that the biggest thing that I realized was, um, I forget who wrote this book or this concept, but it's called like the power of a new affection. Um, I think that we can't just stop doing something. Like I wrote a blog post on how I was really addicted to my success and addicted to achieving and reaching these goals. And so when we're addicted to something or really love doing something, we can't just drop it most of the time. And that's going to be very challenging. So we have to almost find a new affection to replace Mm. it that we're equally as addicted to. And so for me, that's constantly renewing myself with scripture and finding that addiction in pursuing Christ. And then I find that he then changes the desires of my heart to make them more of what is in alignment with what he wants. And so renewing my mind daily is something that has just been so powerful. And, And I like to practice truth journaling. So I'll literally just write out these lies that I tell myself or the lies that the world is telling me of what I need to do. And then I'll, I'll read in scripture and write out exactly what scripture says on that specific topic and just meditate on that yeah. instead of trying to yeah overcome it on my own. Then I'm using the power, you know, it says that scripture is a double-edged sword, using that in my life to just infiltrate my mind and my heart. And I think that then you take the pressure off yourself of transforming and you allow God to do that work within you. Yeah. Um, what are some, just in this time that we're living in right now and the pressure that women are putting on themselves at home, what are some truths, um, that you've recently written down that you feel might be a good encouragement to somebody listening? Wow. I feel like there's so many that I could share. I, I like to do, um, the engaging God's word studies. They're amazing little studies that are so cheap about $7 on Amazon. And it really just walks you through books of the Bible and helps you engage with God's word. And so I just wrapped up the book of Ephesians um, and I just started revelation, but yeah, I, I, I feel like constantly just, I don't necessarily have specific verses, but I just encourage everyone to open up our Bible just because I feel like we try to operate from this this place of empty. And then we try to use self-care because that's what the world's telling us to do to fill our cup back up. And we can never do enough self-care to truly mm-hmm. feel like we're in a place of peace and operating out of a place of joy. That's only going to, you know, it says it throughout scripture so much, but that's only going to come from Christ, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't, I won't won't say I have specific verses, but just making sure that we are engaging with God's word daily. I I noticed such a huge difference when I start my day that way or, or I don't, it's amazing what that power can do. Just kind of starting your day surrendered to God versus trying to trudge through it on your own. Totally. I can relate to that. It's like just night and day difference. It's like it changes everything, changes your perspective, changes reactions, changes everything. Totally. Um, So if let's say you have a day kind of in your head, you're, you're even keeled, you go with the flow, but like, let's say just chaos that day. Like if you for you to walk away feeling like you um, had a successful quote unquote day, like with your family and your kids at home, like do you have it? What's your overarching purpose or goal? Like if you were to walk away and only this one thing remains, like you can feel like you did all right that day as a mom. Yeah. I think that for me, it's just making sure that at the end of the day, I can say I set the best example for my kids of what Christ would live like 
for them, you know, and that's such a challenge, obviously, because I'm constantly messing up. But I think that if I can always kind of pull myself back to that foundation, um, it's easier to drop to, to drop the to do list or to drop these things that I feel like are absolutely necessary. And then to just get back to that, like if, if those if doing a video that day about a new DIY project or DIY thing that I'm making is going to make me get angry towards my kids because I'm seeing them as an interruption. Like maybe it's time to drop that because then that's just going to cause more chaos and frustration with all of us. And Mm so, yeah, I think just trying to constantly be that example of Christ that we're supposed to be as parents. I think that that's kind of my best goal. And then when I don't meet that, always acknowledging that with my children and Mm -hmm. letting them know like, Hey, mommy messed up. I am a sinner just like you are. I'm trying and I I can, I know that I raised my voice or I know that I uh, messed up in this area. Can you please forgive me? And just practicing that as well, because I think that if we're trying to strive to be like Christ, we have to also let our know, let our children know that we aren't Jesus. You know, we aren't going to be perfect and that we need forgiveness for our sins that, that we do towards them and just in general as well. Yeah. No, that's so good. I feel like I've practiced forgiveness or asking forgiveness more like since having Veras than before that. Like, cause it's it's like you want to be an example and it's a little bit, it's harder for me because I have this like stubbornness of like, I don't want to admit I'm wrong to my husband, but like with your child, it's a little bit different because you want to demonstrate to them, you know, what what the right thing is to do in your heart. So I've had a lot of practice with asking for forgiveness. Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. me too. And as your kids, you just realize like your kids bring things out in you that you never really thought were under the surface. And so for me too, I think that one thing that I always keep in mind, I just try to have the perspective shift of, oh, my kids are like, making me angry or making me do these things. And really my kids are just forcing me to become more holy and, and pushing me to go through this whole sanctification process to become more like Christ. Because I, a lot of the times wouldn't have even thought that I had a patience issue or an anger issue or these things until your kids kind of bring that out of your heart. And you're like, Oh wow, I really do need Jesus. And so, um, yeah, I just try to have that shift and it, it, and it helps me a lot to walk through the issues instead of like, Oh, we have to go through this again. It's like, awesome. I get to walk through this opportunity to sanctify myself and become more like Christ through working through this issue with my child. Yeah. No, that's so good. What encouragement do you have as somebody who, um, this is your day-to-day life. This was your gig before the coronavirus happened, you know, like this is your life. So a lot of women right now are, you know, forced or choosing to stay home or have to stay home or whatever that looks like. And not everybody is a modern day homesteader, not everybody. um, And of course we all have different strengths and gifts and homes and personalities and all of these things. But what kind of just encouragement do you have for some women who are kind of forced into the situation that you're used to living by choice? Cause it's, you know, that's your life, but what do you have for them? Yeah, I think that, especially if you are a Christian, I think that a phrase that is thrown around, and I've seen it especially a lot lately, as women are feeling discouraged, they they tell other women like you are enough or I am enough. And I think that that is just such a harmful phrase that we're sharing with one another. I think that the best thing we can do is go into our days knowing that we aren't enough. And that's why we need Christ. Um, and so 
just starting off with that foundation, I think can be huge just because I think that when we tell ourselves that we're enough, we're constantly going to feel like we're failing over and over and over and over again, because we can never be enough. There's always going to be issues. There's always going to be more things to be done. And so, um, when you just can lift that weight off of yourself in the first place of needing to be enough for yourself and for everyone around you, I think that that alone is going to help you live with more peace throughout your days. Um, and then just be flexible with yourself during this season. I think we're all, even people who are homeschoolers, you know, this isn't how we typically do life. We're used to getting out and using the world as our classroom and being able to engage in community. And so we're all kind of thrown into this crisis situation. So just realizing it is a season and maybe for this season, you just let go of the expectations of what your child would be doing in a school setting or what they would be doing on a day-to-day basis if we weren't in this crisis season. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of the times we try to recreate exactly what we had before at home. And when we try to do that, it's another one of those things where we're just constantly going to feel like we're feeling. I think that kids have so much grace for us that we don't extend to ourselves. Kids are sponges. They love just spending time with you as a parent. And so if you can just involve them in the things that you're already doing, like cooking, sometimes, yes, it's going to make a bigger mess or gardening. Sometimes, yes, they're going to pull my, my daughter, you know, the other day she comes upstairs with this kale that I planted <laughs> last month. She's like, look, mommy, it grew. I'm like, ah, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, they're going to mess things up. But I think that at the end of this, they're never going to remember being on a strict schedule and achieving everything that they should should be achieving as far as schoolwork goes, they're going to remember the time that mom and dad spent with them and how intentional that was and, and how much they felt like you enjoyed that. You know, I think that, um, I don't want to say like fake it till you make it, but I think that a lot of the times you just have to like put on a good face and, and get down there. And, and sometimes it just is starting the process. You know, I know for me when I'm really engaged in doing something, maybe I'm doing a video series on how to do a non-toxic product or something. If I'm really engaged in that, it's hard for me to pull away from it. And it sounds like the worst thing ever to, you know, stop and go and play a game of chess with my son. That's like his favorite thing to do right now, which he taught me how to play chess. I don't know how to play. (laughs) I I cannot believe that he was the one teaching me, but uh, sometimes it's just like taking a second to set aside your own self in that moment and engage with them. And once we're doing it, I think a lot of us really enjoy that time with our children. Um, I like to typically put my phone away because I know that that's such a huge distraction too. But yeah, I think that just letting go of expectations, a really great resource. I think that every parent should read, especially during this time is it's called wild and free um, or wild and free homeschooling. Just look it up. I I can't remember the exact or the call of the wild and free, I think is what it is. It's an amazing book and it's going to hopefully offer a lot of encouragement when it comes to how kids really do learn is not the way that a lot of us think they do. You know, they're picking up stuff left and right as long as we're engaging with them. So yeah, just kind of letting go of expectations and stop trying to recreate what that strict structure that they might have in a school setting. I think that that can free a lot of us up. Yeah, that's such good advice. Paige, what do you feel um, over the years that God has set you free from? I've kind of mentioned it a little bit throughout the episode, but I do feel like he has really um, 
Not 100%. I think that I always kind of will struggle with it in my heart just with my personality type. But I do believe that he set me free from just the addiction to achievement and success as far as um, making X amount of money or becoming this follower that has X amount of followers on Instagram. Um, I think that he has really, you know, in the Bible, it talks about God giving us the desires of our heart. I think that as I've sought him more, he has replaced the desires of my heart to be more in line with what he wants so that he can give me those desires. And so um, that has just been a long, long process, like I said, of constantly renewing my mind. But I do feel like I'm operating now out of such a place of freedom where I can really be at home and know that this is important work and this is where I'm meant to be. These children mean a lot to God. You know, they are the next generation. They are the next disciples that are going to go out and share Christ with the world. And so it's my job, you know, so many people could do the other things that I do and share about non-toxic living and share about healthy recipes and, and do all this. But no one else has been assigned the assignment of being my children's mother. And so I have to take responsibility at that being my job. So yeah, I just feel like he set me free from needing to be the only one who can do what I think I can do and just being where he has called me now and, and just relying on him for his timing that, you know, my kids one day are going to be a little bit older. I'm not going to be changing diapers and cleaning up messes 24 seven. And so the timing, yeah, there will come a day where I can pursue a little bit more of the things that I want to. But for now, I do feel like he's blessed me and being able to feel very content at home. Yeah, that's good. And it's so cool. You get to do your work um, from home and in your kitchen yeah. and, you yeah. know, with your kids too, which is so cool. It's uh -huh. been fun to see on Instagram, you guys all doing this together. Um, tell us a little bit just about your business and what you, what your heart is behind it um, and your vision for it. Yeah, so I have a couple different passions that I love sharing with the world. First is like Jesus and how we should, how life is just so much better and, and filled with so much more freedom when we are relying on him. But outside of that, I, I love health. I have always loved health, um, holistic health and preventative health, how we can just fuel our body with the right things. And it can make such a difference in how we feel. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me how I have time to prep these healthy meals and do this. And for me, it's such a top priority because if I don't, then I feel a lack of energy and my life is just so much worse. And so, um, yeah, I'm passionate about health, non-toxic living, and then doing all of that on a budget just because being a pastor's wife, you know, especially when we first got married, we were making nothing, um, especially living in Southern California. Um, we just were so poor. And so I was passionate about these things, but I had to get creative on how I was going to still be healthy while living on such a small budget. And so I love just showing women that it's possible. And I know that a lot of people who are staying at home right now, you know, they are operating on a budget because they're a single income family. So I like just showing women, okay, this is how it's possible. This is how you can save money doing it. And, um, I think that we're all just gatekeepers of our home as women. And so just showing women how to, take that role seriously and how we can be better gatekeepers of what we're allowing in and out of our homes. That's going to benefit our family in the most beneficial way. So hook and homemade is my business that was kind of born out of that. Um, I've always worked from home over the last five and a half years, dabbling in and out of the health and wellness industry, but I decided to finally start my own company. Um, just to provide people with some of the different products that I'm really passionate about. Um, again, where they can, 
take something or use something that is going to be found in the grocery store at a lot more expensive price, learn the benefits of it and then use it to fuel their family or themselves in the best way. Like I said, um, like you kind of mentioned in my bio, but just so they can feel the best in their body so they can fulfill the purposes God has given for them. So yeah, I make products. I love just educating women on what I've learned um, so that they can just feel empowered. I think that we kind of are living in a time too where we've lost kind of the essential knowledge of how to take care of our bodies and how to fuel ourselves or treat different ailments. And so I just love helping people bring that back into their lives so they can feel like they're not freaking out or have to run to the doctor at the drop of a hat. If something goes wrong, they have the tools set up at their house so that they can treat themselves and their children and just yeah. Yeah. Live, live feeling great. <laughs> so good. Do you feel like using these products um, and the things that you make and create, like the health of your family, like how would you, uh, not rate, how would you say like the health of your kids <laughs> are like with illness and um yeah, mostly, mostly with illness, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they definitely do pretty well. I think everyone, right now, they haven't gotten sick in a while. <laughs> I know. Their house, no <laughs> um, but, you know, just with the nature of the church that we go to has thousands and thousands of people that my kids are exposed to all the time. So naturally they're just going to get the cold here and there, but outside of that, they're very healthy kids that are typically running around all the time and don't have a lot of issues. And so um, that's been a blessing. And I think that just for my husband and myself, having five kids or four kids, (laughs) five and under um, has, it's, it's just takes a toll on your energy. You're not sleeping (laughs) hardly at all. And so you have to feel your body with the best stuff. I, I can't imagine I already feel pretty tired and worn out a lot of days. I can't imagine if I were not fueling my body in the best way that I could. I just would probably be like dead on the floor. So um, yeah, it's definitely been an essential for all of us. And I think has helped us in a lot of ways to maintain a pace that we live at to be able to not only raise our kids, but be in ministry and, and do my business and have just, yeah, the energy to do these extra things. Cool. Um, where can people follow along and find the things that you're making and see your cute kids? <laughs> yeah. So I post most frequently on Instagram and it's just Paige Hilkin. And then I have my business Instagram, which is Hilkin Homemades, where I share a lot of the different DIYs. But if you find me at Paige Hilkin, you'll be linked to Hilkin Homemades. And then my website is just pagehilkin.com as well. I try to post there as frequently as I can, but having the time to write out full blog posts is a little bit challenging these days. Yeah. So Instagram is definitely my most active spot. Awesome. Thank you, Paige. Thanks for just your insight and encouragement and um, just focusing on what's important in the midst of a busy, big life that you guys have. Um, I think it's just great to show the encouragement that you have. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorquecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in. 